Blog Talk Radio. responsibility. We are the leader of the free world whether we want to be or not, and therefore we are the only ones that can preserve the peace. And to do that we must have strength. Meeting this mission as responsibility for preserving the peace, which I believe is a responsibility peculiar to our country, that we cannot shirk our responsibility as a leader of the free world because we're the only one that can do it.
yet we must not fail to comprehend its grave implications. Our toil, resources, and livelihood are all involved. So is the very structure of our society. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. We must never let the weight of this combination endanger our liberties or democratic processes. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence, on infiltration instead of invasion, on subversion instead of elections, on intimidation instead of free choice. It is a system which has conscripted vast human and material resources into the building of a tightly knit, highly efficient machine that combines military, diplomatic, intelligence, economic, scientific, and political operations. Its preparations are concealed, not published. Its mistakes are buried, not headlined. Its dissenters are silenced, not praised. No expenditure is questioned, no secret is revealed. We the people tell the government what to do. It doesn't tell us. We the people are the driver. The government is the car. And we decide where it should go, and by what route, and how fast. Almost all the world's constitutions are documents in which governments tell the people what their privileges are. Our constitution is a document in which we the people tell the government what it is allowed to do. We the people are free. And I hope we have once again reminded people that man is not free unless government is limited. There's a clear cause effect here that is as neat and predictable as a law of physics. As government expands, liberty contracts. The odds are great. The odds are difficult. People have underestimated the number of people in this country that are interested in a freedom message. Just being free, free of the government suppression of it, whether it's on our personal liberties, our economic liberties, and they certainly like the uh, foreign policy of non-intervention. Our buddy Joseph Gibson podcasting here, understanding the times in which we live today. And uh, tonight we're going to go into the rapture. The New World Order, the rapture, seems to be on the horizon. What everybody's uh, talking about, well, you know, things that aren't good, everybody's complaining. Everybody's looking for something, looking for a, a miracle. Maybe the aliens will come down, snatch everybody up, and, you know, something's going to happen. Something's going to happen. That's what everybody's looking. Everybody's looking for something to happen. And, and then you got the other ones out there that say it's going to be okay. You know, uh, the kingdom is here. It's here, you know, good things are coming. Uh, I don't see that happening until everything gets knocked down first, until the rug is pulled out from underneath us. How could it? How could it be? How, how could everything just be fine, just like that, and 
no worries, no problems, no nothing. I mean, how could that be? That would go against the total norm and parallels of history and how history has always played itself. There's no way that things can just appear to be perfect. And that's what some people out there are teaching and preaching and whatnot. And then you have the others that say, we're just, you know, we're passing through. They say, we're not of this world. And I don't buy that either because that would go against, you know, look at the, the people that suffered all throughout the years that fight for freedom, liberty, uh, spirituality, the, the God. So we're going to talk about the rapture here tonight. I'm going to play a little documentary. I'll take callers, okay, right after the short documentary here. And, uh, and uh, we'll, like I said, I'll take callers. All you do is press 1, the phone number is 657-383-0616. I don't screen nobody. I don't censor nobody. But if you talk idiocy or come on here with nonsense, I will cut you off right away. So just remember that. So just be patient. And, uh, hey, everybody's in a rush now. We've got to go here, go there, take the time, sit back, listen, and uh, learn something. You know? I mean, everyone's always open to learn. learning. I hope if you're not, then you're in the wrong place at the wrong time. from the Genesis until today is to rebel against the authority of God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, because there is no other. Its origins can be traced to the book of Genesis on the place of Shinar where Nimrod proposed to build the Tower of Babel. Nimrod's name in Hebrew means revolt. He was known as a, quote, murder of innocent men and a rebel against God. He was Satan's disciple in Genesis 11. Babel means confusion. The Bible says God is not the author of confusion. Babel means known as the city of Babylon. Josephus said of Nimrod, listen, quote, he gradually changed the government into tyranny to turn men from the fear of God and to bring them into constant dependence on his power. End of quote. Does that sound familiar? That's what's happening right now. Nothing has changed. Just a technique. COVID-19 has politicized control to turn Americans from God. Some states were and still are controlled by corrupt leftist politicians. They violated the Constitution of the United States. We were told that you can't leave your house for six weeks. You can't go to work. If you don't go to work, you don't get paid. What politicians don't stop to think is their salary goes on. It makes no difference what they do. Your salary is cut off if you don't go to work. Now back to Nimrod. Nimrod's compulsion for absolute control set the foundation for the New World Order. Nimrod intended to become the dictator of both the government and the counterfeit religion that he and his wife put together. Consider Nimrod's counterfeit religion, and this is in Genesis 11. Nimrod married a woman named Samarimus. He declared himself to be the king of Babylon and his mystical bride as its first queen and high priestess of idolatry. 
Here at Babel in Genesis 11 is introduced as the first organized idolatrous religious system in the history of the world, and it survives until today. Samaritans knew enough about the revelation of God to know that God had promised that the seed of the woman would bring blessings to the world in Genesis 3.15. She had a son. She named that son Tamas. Tamas. Samaritans claimed that her son was divine, and the divine fulfillment of Genesis 3.15, the seed of the woman. Have you got all that together? Here we go. She made herself and her son the objects of worship. The symbol of this false religious system was called the mother-child cult, with the mother holding the child in her arms. This cult spread to Phoenicia, and then to Pergamos, and then into Asia Minor. And we find it in Revelation 2, 12 through 13, where the Bible says, quote, Pergamos is the place of Satan's throne. Pergamos is the place of Satan's throne. Satan lives there because the mother-child cult was there. From Pergamos it went to Rome. I want you to hear this, church. We are on this earth, according to this book, to be salt and light. Salt stops corruption, which means it irritates. Light destroys darkness. Satan is the prince of darkness. Socialism is darkness. But we are the source of truth to a nation that's now stumbling in deception because of our national leadership. We are the source of hope. There are people who are giving up hope on themselves and hope on this country. We are built on the solid rock, Jesus Christ, who is hope to the hopeless. We are the source of confidence. This book and the church of Jesus Christ are the source of confidence. God is with us. I've been asked a thousand times, what are we going to do? We're going to press on because God is with us and everything is going to be all right. We are submitted to God Almighty and to His Son, Jesus Christ. End of story. Whatever someone cooks up, it does not affect us. We are in another government with another king, with another constitution, and we'll stand on this. Once they graduated from school... All right, all right, all right, all right. Okay, now, that's what I opened up with. We're going to continue on here. Uh, like I said, I'm going to take callers, but I have other parts of this I want to play, but I'm not going to play it before I take callers. Before I take callers, though, I want to go over to Matthew chapter 24. And this outlines the the rapture, uh, basically. Matthew chapter 24, and Jesus went out and departed from the temple, and his disciples came to him for to shew him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said unto them, See ye all these things. Verily I say unto you, there shall not be left here one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. Okay? Take heed that no man deceive you, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and and deceiver of many. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars, see ye not be troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. 
And there shall be famines, pestilences, earthquakes, and divers places, and all these things. At the beginning of sorrows, then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted, and shall kill you. Okay? And ye shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And then shall many be offended, and shall betray one another and shall hate one another, and many false prophets shall rise, and shall deceive many, and because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. But he that shall endure until the end, the same shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for all for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. Okay? Now, any experts out there on the Bible, you want to talk about this at all? Anybody want to comment on this? Uh, you know, and we're talking about the tribulation here, the great tribulation, latter half of the week. For then shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time, nor ever shall be. And except those days shall be shortened, there should be there should no flesh be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. Then if any man shall say unto you, Lo, there here is Christ, or there believe it not, for there shall arise false Christ and false prophets, and shall show great signs and wonders, insomuch that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. Behold, I have told you before. He told you before, right? Wherefore, if they shall say unto you, Behold, he is in the desert, go forth. Behold, he is in the secret chambers, believe it not. For as lightning cometh out of the east, and shineth even unto the west, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For whatsoever the cart is, there will be, there will the eagles be gathered together. Okay, so, obviously we're talking about there the tribulation. Now we know that the rapture occurs somewhere during the tribulation. Many people say it happens before the tribulation begins, that, uh, there's going to be uh, a red army coming down from the north. They're going to attack the state of Israel, the Moscow, Moscow, the red army, whatnot, Syrian, China, whatnot, they're going to attack, and God's going to stop it. He's going to stop it. But the Antichrist is going to step in and take credit for it. And everyone's going to be, whoa, with a peacemaker, peace of the world, whatnot, you know, uh, peace, peace. And uh, everybody's going to buy into this peace treaty, and they're going to have a peace treaty with Israel, supposedly. And uh, the false prophet's going to rise up out of, uh, also out of Rome. And the, we know the Roman, and the, they're going to build another temple in uh, Jerusalem. The two uh, temples there, the world order, the new world order, that's going to be their, their, their uh, base, their home base. And then they're going to break the peace treaty halfway through the tribulation, three and a half years, seven years. It's a seven-year tribulation. Three and a half years in, they break it with Israel. And then he goes into the temple and he performs signs and wonders and his image comes alive. Well, what could his image be? A flat-screen TV, a computer, whatnot? I don't know. But it's, about, but it's something that it's an image that speaks to the people and uh, they're they're like awed and oohed and and whatnot, and during this time, also don't forget, you have the two witnesses, 
that will be coming and saying, no, you know, preaching against this, and then they're going to be murdered for the entire world to see in the streets. Okay, that's how it plays out in the Bible. That's what it says, and everything's shaping up to play out that way as of right now. That's what it's shaping out to be. There's nothing you can't refute that. It's a fact. That's what's happening. It's happening right before our very eyes. They're building the temple, and uh, Israel did become a nation again. A state, the state did become a nation again in 1948. Uh, why did it become a nation again? Well, the Bible did say they would uh, become a nation again, right? I mean, I'm just, I'm just telling you what it says. I'm not, you know, trying to take sides here or pick fights with anybody. I'm just letting you know what it says. If anybody can show me something different. Uh, or prove something different, then by all means, you can come onto the podcast here and talk about it and show me evidence of something different. But Israel became a nation again in 1948, correct? It became a state recognized by all the world. The first time in the history of the world that one country was completely destroyed or a state or a government of people was completely destroyed and then, poof, came back on the scene. And we know they came back on the scene with the help of what? After World War II, blah, 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 we know that. And what has happened since, the focal point of the world is always on that tiny little district of the world, map of the world. Why? Why is everyone so focused on this little portion of real estate on the world? Well, the Bible says this and this and this and this. And we just read it to you. And this is where it's all going to come to, to a head, I guess. The good versus evil. And that's at the end, you know, the, we get into the Battle of Armageddon and stuff like that, but we're not there yet. So, 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 does anyone have their theory on how things are playing out with this rapture? Because I've still got much more to go into here on this, but, but right now, that's the, the foundation I'm laying out for the podcast. If anybody wants to take uh, aim at this and give their theory or their predictions or their uh, doctrine, and, and please, you have, I mean, if it's your personal belief, that's all well and fine. But if you have some sort of scripture or some sort of doctrine or some sort of backing of evidence that can prove otherwise to what I just said there, I would be interested in hearing it. I'm open to hear everything that's, that uh, everybody has to say. Like I said, as long as it's kept professional and, and we can back up what, we, what, we ta- what we're talking about. If not, then I'll carry on with the documentary, of course. But... Uh, I'm going to open up a call board here and see if i got any takers here on the call. I think I did have one right from the very beginning that one here. So I think that I'll go with him first. I think it's from Washington State. Uh, yeah, well, uh, 5009, go ahead. You're on the podcast. Go ahead. Hey, Joe, how you doing, my man? All right, we're talking that touchy subject, religion, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I just wanted to be the first one to tell you, since I'm the first one on, uh, thank you so much for you know wanting to talk about this and have this as your subject matter and topic. Um, I don't think it's something that gets a lot of coverage. I'm not you know, a religious person per se. I'm, a, I'm an Odinist. I mean, I, I have my faith. Other people have their faith. You know, whatever makes somebody a better person, more power to you. Uh, but... I digress. I, want, I wanted to just lead with that and tell you, uh, I think this is a good topic. Um, believe it or not, a few years back, the uh, National Socialist Movement was featured in uh, a TV series called The Nostradamus Effect. Yep. 
And the reason for this is they were trying to argue according to Scripture in biblical terms uh, in, when they you know, gave the description of the Antichrist uh, because there, there's a series of them. They don't believe that there is just one. Uh, that there's a series of antichrists, uh, one of which more notoriously people recognize as Adolf Hitler. A lot of religious people consider him one of the antichrists for his uh, mass murdering of supposed six million people. And I don't think uh, that's Jewish true. people. Right, yeah, same here. So we agree there. And then the second antichrist uh, was uh, Napoleon Bonaparte. Uh, for you know the notorious murders uh, that that him and his army had committed for the amount of blood that's on his hands. Um, when it comes to rapture, though, one of the interesting things in rapture is is Armageddon. It says when all the nations of the world are against Israel, or what are nations? People. What are people? Races. So to me, I translate that into when all of the races of the world recognize the Jew as the eternal enemy to all mankind. That is their end of days, not ours. Because remember, in their Talmud, it says every Jew will own 1,200 slaves. Well, what's going to happen? What's this event that gives them the ability to own 1,200 slaves? Now, some people argue that Jews are you know, God's chosen people. I argue the opposite. In fact, I think the Jews are the devil's favorite child because if you look at the Jewish race historically to present time, well, what are the things that they they have an overabundance involvement in? Debauchery, depravity. Uh, You know, that's not something that you would see uh, a group of people that are supposed to be of God involved in. That's usually ungodly acts. Um, that you try to keep yourself away from uh, versus the opposite. And I think uh, for people that the Jews have fooled and the thinking that they are God's chosen people, I say, remember, the greatest trick the devil ever pulled off was convincing the world he didn't exist. How ironic would it be if the greatest trick the Jews ever pulled off was convincing the world that they were of God's children and not the opposite? Okay. All right, but so but but the rapture though this rapture though it occurs uh-huh. though where does the rapture come into this Gog and Magog and script, scripture is Ezekiel thirty eight and thirty nine where uh, yes. when the, um, you know and that's so how does that, how do you how do you view that? Uh, you, you know I I just look at it like whatever's going to happen is going to happen that that's how I see it. Uh, you talked about the uh, the temple in Jerusalem. Um, that they say when the temple is restored, uh, that's the beginning of the end of days. Now, this is something that's been happening. One of the biggest debates, actually, in Israel is whether or not they should or should not uh, rebuild this temple, because this temple just so happens to be on top of one of the holiest places for Islam. So you talk about the beginnings of a, a major religious war, um, that could, in fact, bring upon the end of days because Islamic extremists, well, what do they have a, a, a good supply of? Cash well, through well, narcotics. Hang on. I, well, well, the major players and allies of Magog is, is Russia. Mm. I mean, obviously you have Russia, Turkey, Iran, Libya, Sudan, right. and whatnot, uh, and Central Asia. So they're, they're going to – that's the ones that they talk about in uh, – well, in Ezekiel 38.5, they talk about Persia – 
uh, uh, Cush uh, put, will be that with them all with the shields and helmets. That's what he says in 38 uh, 5. Now, that, right. what, so what basically Ezekiel's talking about that these armies from the north, these red armies, are going to come down and attack Israel. Okay? Right. Now, the Antichrist is going to stop, I mean, is going to take credit for God stopping it. Because God's going to say, yes. nope, you ain't attacking Israel. And that's what the Bible says. You know, that's what they're going to play out. No, here. I, I and would, that's what they're saying. No. Uh, because look back to the historical uh, that Russia did against Pakistan and how they got defeated and driven out. Well, you know, Pakistan is just a stepping stone to Israel, if I'm not mistaken. Well, uh, Pakistan? You, you said Pakistan? Yeah. That if, if I'm not oh, mistaken. Okay. I, is a stepping stone to Israel? Uh, I mean, it's a yes. the bordering. I don't, I don't know what, what you mean by that. I don't know what you mean by okay. stepping stone. <laughs> well, what Sorry. I mean by that is, is if, if you're going to go into the Middle East, right, you got to start somewhere. Um, and oh, okay. Russia okay, okay. hadn't been right. That, that's what I, I mean you. because the the Russian military, a lot of their soldiers at that time, you know, I'm talking about, you know. Years ago, um, a lot of them they haven't seen conflict since World War II. So how do you battle harden your troops? Well, you got to start somewhere, right? If you're going to go into the Middle East to get to Israel, what do you do? So that's why I said that was like a stepping stone. You know, like uh, you know, this is the yeah. the warm up, the precursor. <laughs> well, I got yeah. Well, I got the 101 end times Bible prophecies that uh, a guy sent me. He, he couldn't come on the show, but he's from. One of those uh, universities up north, uh, Yale, Yale, uh, Yale, actually, and he said uh, basically, he said, "Behold, the former things have come to pass, and new things I declare before they spring forth. I tell you of them." In Isaiah forty-two nine, and he said, "Remember right. the for- former things of old, for I am God; there is no other. I am God, and there is none like me, declaring the end from the beginning and from the ancient times that are not yet co- uh, done. Saying, My counsel shall stand, and I will do. I will do all my pleasure." In Isaiah forty-six. Uh, 9 10 but now you move forward to john move forward here fast forward says now i tell you before it comes that when it does come to pass you may believe that i am he john 13 19 now you're talking about jesus uh and then the bible foretells many signs that would culminate in the last days now jesus indicated these signs would arise together as he return as his return drew near in matthew chapter 24 that's what i just read so, yeah, the, what was know, it, uh, the seven major events that were to lead as a precursor to the end of times? Well, they, well, they, uh, are you talking about the, the seven major events? I, I don't know too yeah. much about that. Are you talking about the trumpets or the, or the seven trumpets or the seven plagues? Is that what you're yeah, talking about? Yeah, the, no, the, uh, the seven trumpets that sound that unleash seven plagues, and, and one of which oh. I would argue, you know, for people that are religious, that I, I would say if I was a religious person – I would say one of the uh, one of the trumpets has already sounded. I mean, you you want proof of a plague, supposed plague? Uh, look at the spread of COVID nineteen, and and how many people that's killed. Now, I'm not saying it's as bad as people claim it is, but for some people, it's it's a death sentence for elderly people. Um, so you know that's a, a disease and. What's that? A plague. So you know, I, I think one of the trumpets has been sounded if you look at it from that angle. Well, this one is the. This is like, for instance, uh, in the last days, Israel would have a peace treaty in place that the Antichrist will confirm and eventually break. And that's they talk about that in Daniel nine two seven. Currently, the world's governments right. are striving for an Israeli peace treaty. Right? We can we can't deny that. Yes. Right? Okay. Yes. And then and Damascus Damascus would be destroyed 
Okay, and that's prophesied in Isaiah 17, 1, 14, and Jeremiah also 49. Syria is increasingly in the news. We can't deny that. And right. it's extremely anti-Semitic. Many terrorist organizations yes. have their bases in Damascus. So, yes, they do. Uh, you know, so that, that's being fulfilled. Chaotic weather would, uh, would be pre- prevalent. You get that in Luke 21. He's, you know, I would agree um, with that. I would agree yeah. with that. You look at how uh, the weather's been, you know, this year alone. I mean, I can't say for a lot of different states except for here in Washington. I mean, we had a two-week period where it was 115 degrees. Yeah, you know, and Jesus also and, foretold that there would be fear, fearful sights, you know, uh, in Luke uh, 21. Then the uh, Greek word translated fearful is uh, – uh, I can't even pronounce that word, but it's, it's like – which can <laughs> also be translated as terror, I guess you could say terror. You know, according to the U.S. State mm-hmm. Department, between 1981 and 2006, there were more than 38,000 international terrorist attacks. You know, so, now, so something, we're seeing all this play something out. Else. <laughs> now, there's something else to tie into that from your uh, your last show that you did uh, where you talked about how uh, the demand uh, for oil is ever-increasing and the supply is just not there to meet the demand and how a lot of our, our food products are made with petroleum. <laughs> I mean, you, you yeah. can't really go to the store and find anything without it. Um, Famine, it's talked about, you know, the great famine of uh, starvation and disease and terror. I mean, I've said this before, you know, criminals, if you have what I don't have and I'm a criminal and no regard for human life, I'm going to do what I have to do to take your stuff. I'm going to terrorize you, basically. (laughs) Now, what about this one? Well, you've talked about the sun uh, being hot and everything. The sun would scorch the inhabitants of the earth, Revelation 16, Mm -hmm. 18, you know, so – um, but but how about this one? The nation Israel would be born in one day, and that happened mm-hmm. May fourteenth, nineteen forty eight. Right? I can't argue that. that. I, yeah, I cannot argue that. That that that's absolutely right. So absolutely then it right. Goes on, yeah. Then it goes on. Returning Jews would come from the north, south, east, and west. That's in Isaiah forty three. Right. Amazingly, near a million Jews have done, have already immigrated from Russia in the, in the north over. Uh, and over 100,000 Ethiopian Jews have immigrated from the south, and right. uh, Jews have immigrated from Europe, Asia, and the Americas everywhere to go back to Israel. Yeah, yeah. So that's yeah, absolutely. Foretold, and that happened. Now, so, some of that, so, though, I'd have to look at that and, and do that case by case because, yeah. you know, some I, – I can't speak for the rest of the world, but I know here uh, for, for some Jewish people that have dual citizenship, you know, from here in Israel, if they commit, you know, a major offense, you know, some of which are more noteworthy like, uh, you know, child molestation, um, they're given the choice, you know, give up their American passport and go back to Israel or keep their passport and face, you know, criminal proceedings. Uh, now, I don't know if one would classify that as emigrating back to Israel or if you're just forced because you fucked up and now you have to go back. So I'd yeah. have to break that now, down as, about, as a case by yeah. case. How about this one? How about this one? Uh, Jerusalem would be trampled by the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles are fulfilled. That's Luke 21, 20, uh, 21 24. So since 70 AD, Jerusalem had been, has been trampled by the Gentiles until the Jews regained control it has. of the city during, you know? It so, has. It so has. Uh, the the Great Crusades. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. Yeah. The, uh, the Great Crusades, um, of which – now, uh, it, one of the things with the Crusades, you know, there's just some things that don't sit right there with me uh, with the Crusades. The, uh, the yep. barbarism that was committed uh, by the church with their knights, 
uh, that doesn't sit right with me because um, you, you can't justify or explain, well, you know what? They don't believe in God, our Savior, Jesus Christ, so we're just going to raise the village. Uh, that, yeah. You're not acting on behalf of God at that point. You're acting on behalf of you know somebody else's interests. And, and what we've seen from that time, uh, I don't know how much so now, but back then there, there was a, a lot of, uh, lack of better words, uh, bullshit from the uh, high-ranking yeah. officials of the church saying, well, it's God's will, and, and who, who are you to question me? And it's like, wait, what? <laughs> Do you know something but I don't know? The thing of it is, though, <laughs> this rapture, though, this rapture, right? I mean, the rapture mm-hmm. is, is – I'm going to play something on that directly on that in a second, but but uh, if I right. can. Um, but, but you know, so where, what's your stance on the rapture? I mean, you know, so we'll, we'll go back and forth here because i got a couple knuckleheads on sure, here. Sure, sure. I'm going to kick I kicked off. So. <laughs> but anybody else who wants to uh, digress here and have an interesting conversation, you're more than welcome to. Yeah. Don't be shy. Any other time when yeah. we're talking about something else, they want to talk about religion, you know. But then we want to talk about religion. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? um, right. They don't want so to do what's it. Your, <laughs> what's your uh, uh, stance on the uh, rapture, though? Do you think the rapture is true? It's false doctrine? Or, or can, is it going to happen? It, to me, I, you know, I, like I said, I, I'm not a Christian, um, so yep. I, I don't feel like I, I'm the person to sit here and say, hey, you know, yeah, I believe this is going to happen. Because if I if I say, hey, I believe the rapture is going to happen, then the ultimate question people can ask me, well, then why the fuck are you a pagan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah you know, so it's, it's, a, it's a little ironic, but, um, you know – my faith has similar things that happen. You know, for us, uh, the end of days and rapture is uh, uh, Ragnarok. Uh, you know, the the end of days. Um, and what's what's right. fucked up is is we lose. Uh, unfortunately, you know, we we die. We what's go to Valhalla. Well, yeah. What's that mean? Explain, educate me. I'm not too knowledgeable on that actually. So here you go. You get the floor on that. Educate me on that. <laughs> oh well, thank you. Well, basically, in order to go to Valhalla, you have to die a warrior's death. Um, you, you can't die a peaceful death in your sleep. You you have to die in battle, um, or you know, in the middle of a selfless act uh, that you lose your life in. Then you uh, you go to Valhalla. You cross the Ringbrook Bridge. You go to the Great Hall, Odin's Hall. You see all of your ancestors back to the beginning of your bloodline, and you train for the coming war, um, okay. the a- end of days, and. We lose. We lose that. Now, where and that's is that one of curses. Now, where is that foretold, though? Where is your, where is your uh, scripture at? Or, or where is that? You know, do you have anything, writings? It, it would be in, the, uh, in Norse mythology. That was okay. uh, practiced by the, uh, the Scandinavians as well as um, the Anglo-Saxons uh, or the Saxons oh, at that wow. time. Their, their Ruinic alphabet was almost identical, uh, to Viking Ruinic alphabet. And some people actually get the two confused and mixed up because that's how similar the writing is. Um, wow. but one of the things was, is that Odin, uh, he gave his eye for eternal knowledge for, you know, knowledge of past, present and future events to come. And he sees the destruction of, of his family, uh, our gods, you know, such as Thor, Freya, uh, all of them. And Odin uh, dies uh, at the hands of Loki's son, the great wolf, the devourer of man. Thor dies uh, by the uh, – I can't remember the name for it, so I'm just going to go off on a whim. Uh, it's a, a snake, a gigantic serpent that lives within the roots of the world tree. So we lose. Okay. But ultimately, okay. things 
get reborn anew, um, which is kind of weird. How does that play out in today's events, though? Like, did you have you – because I went over the Bible, and we just talked about prophecy being fulfilled. All these things are being fulfilled. I mean, so how does that coincide with the Bible? Well, there's a series of of events that happen that trigger uh, Ragnarok, uh, such as similar – uh, to what uh, Christians believe, uh, seven plagues, famine, war, conflict, terror, disease. Um, uh, so there's a lot of similarities there, but I believe the similarities are in place because now this might you know, hurt people's feelings, but I, I, this is respectfully because Odinism or AKA paganism predates Christianity. So a lot of Christian symbols and Christian mythology is actually derived from Norse mythology. <laughs> so that's why I, there's a fuckload of similarities. Doing, yeah. In my theology studies, I have not studied that. That I, 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 I'm ignorant of it, so I can't debate you on that. Or <laughs> it's with, okay. I wish somebody would call in and, and, and press number one and maybe maybe uh, yeah. talk about that if they know anything about it. Um, I know I get theology professors all the time on here, but... Um, so right. that Odinism, it doesn't go, it doesn't coincide with a rapture belief. There's no rapture, correct? Uh, it, it's similar to rapture, but like I said, there's a series of events that lead to the end of days. Uh, well, let me say okay. the, the end of man uh, on earth. Okay. Because okay. in Norse mythology, we are but one realm. Uh, on the uh, the world tree, and the reason why a lot of people argue this is because if you look at our our galaxy, right, um, yep. it kind of resembles a tree. <laughs> um, okay. And so there's different realms, you know, different worlds, stuff like that. I, I mean, it's it's complicated. Not going to go into details, but there are a lot of similarities. Uh, now, if if I die, and and you know, and I I go upstairs, and you know, I'm standing there, and and there's a you know a guy, a uh, big tall fucker with a long white beard and a toga. I'm gonna put my hands on my hips and go, well, I'll be damned. You do exist. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm gonna play Holy this now. Shit. Can America survive? Yeah, I'm gonna play this here real quick. It says signs of his coming and uh, can America survive? And this is the uh, obviously for the rapture. And uh, we'll go there. Yeah. And then everyone else, man, if you want to join in the conversation, because this is a conversation that always gets. Heated controversy and blog talk shows won't talk about it because, you know, people become passionate and they start going back and forth and saying, no, no, and they won't jump in or or whatnot, you know? What it is is it's divisive. Uh, A lot of people believe it's divisive because you're putting two opposing views and one's got to (laughs) give and neither side wants to budge. One's the truth, exactly. I'm going to play this real quick, Eddie, and uh, hopefully you'll stay, stick with me here. And uh, hopefully some hey, other I'm going to stay for the whole show. Here. All right, I love it. All right, man. All right, I'm going to play this here. On July the 4th, 776, 56 men gathered in Pennsylvania's State House to draw up a Declaration of Independence. From we, the people of the United States, to King George and to England. It was a fortunate hour in our nation's history. It was one of those rare occasions when we had greatness to spare. There were no White House scandals. There were no witch hunts trying to destroy the president. There were no 
ungodly theatrical productions in New York about the assassination of our national leaders. There was no sick and corrupt media poisoning the minds of Americans with fake news. was betraying our military. Those 56 men, first America, were our founding fathers. They were righteous, God-fearing, Bible-believing, Christ-adoring Christians. And I say that because the educators in America's colleges and universities today present them as greedy, malicious, self-serving people. That is a bald-faced lie. history speak for itself. John Hancock said, and I quote, we recognize no sovereign but God and no king but Jesus. End of quote. Benjamin Russ, signer of the Declaration of Independence, said, my only hope of salvation is in the infinite love of God manifested to the world by the death of his son, Jesus Christ, on the cross. Nothing but his blood will wash away my sins. I rely exclusively upon that. Come, Lord Jesus, even so come quickly. Amen. End of quote. Sound like a Christian to me. Patrick Henry, it cannot be emphasized too clearly and too often that this nation was founded not by religionists, that means people who believe anything, not by religionists, but by Christians, not on religion, but on the gospel of Jesus Christ, period, end quote. Patrick Henry. John Jay, the first Supreme Court Chief Justice, quote, Providence has given to our people the choice of their ruler, that means elections, which means if you are a respectable citizen in America, you go vote on election day. Providence has given to our people the choice of their ruler, and it is the duty as well as the privilege of our Christian nation, listen, to select and prefer Christians for their rulers, period, end of quote. So much for political correctness. Charles Carroll, signer of the Declaration of Independence, without morals a republic cannot subsist at any length. Those who are decrying the Christian religion whose morality is so pure are undermining the solid foundations of morals. The best security for the duration of our nation is morality. End of quote. What does the best security for America? the solid foundation of morality. King David writes in Psalms, the 11th chapter, the third verse, read with me if you will. 11.3 For if the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? Let us examine today the spiritual and moral foundations of America and ask ourselves if the foundations are being destroyed, and if they are, can America survive? 
I will assure you that America is in a fight for its existence, and we the people must come back to the God of our fathers. Heavenly Father, we gather here today to worship you and to celebrate America, its freedom, its liberty. All right, everybody, Joseph Gibson here, podcasting, understanding the times in which we live today. Okay, I got uh, a friend of mine here who wants to come on also. Uh, I'm going to try to, you know, hopefully still on the call board here. Um, uh, talking about the rapture, destruction of America, the new world order. That's what I'm phasing up to be here. I know everyone wants instant gratification to the to the show, but this has to pan out. You have to go stages here, so we're going baby steps here. But uh, I'm hopefully uh, my friend here, Joe, is still there. Yeah, I think he is. Good. All right. Great. Uh, go ahead, 856. You're unmuted. Go ahead. I'm going to give you the floor. Hey, Joe. It's, uh, yeah, it's Joe Gormley in New Jersey. How are you? I'm doing all right. It's good to hear your voice, man. It's uh, it's always good to hear your voice, and you are a, a, a good friend of mine and very wise and, and uh, spiritually sound. So uh, what's your take on this? Well, you know, it's 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 interesting. I'm, I mean, eschatology is probably the last uh, thing I study. Not that I, not that I'm not fascinated by it. I am, but I, I, you know, I just, I just don't want to be too sure. And any good apologist or theologian I've read or listened to, uh, that's their position. You know, they may be post-millennial, they may be, you know, pre-trib, they may be post-trib. You know, but they they hold that doctrine uh, with a lot of grace for, for other doctrines. So I don't think it should be something to argue about, but my, my biggest interest in it is I find that, and I, I know you want to lead this up to current events. So I find that people, um, a lot of Christians hold their political values based on their eschatological values. So the different, the w- different ways they look at, the end times guides their politics in a lot of ways, okay. if you've noticed that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, and and it's um, and I, I really don't think it should really. I mean, I, I think I think where 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 different Christians come into um, with eschatology is, it you know is there, um, is there a reason that God wants us to be more involved in politics or less involved and uh so it's, it's just interesting and that's changed a lot i mean you know that the interpretation of the end times has changed a lot throughout the centuries and um what i do know is that you know at one point uh eschatology was very different when people thought that the kingdom of god had already come you know but now everybody's focused on oh you know the rebuilding of the temple in, in jerusalem um but then you have other people that say, hey, the, uh, all the events in Revelation have already taken place. You know, they, the destruction of the temple was 70 A.D. The, uh, you okay. know, maybe the, maybe, maybe the kingdom of maybe the thousand years. Now, remember, a thousand, a thousand years to God is how many years? Well, it's one. It's one well, a thousand years. Isn't, it, isn't a thousand years one day to God? One day is well, a thousand yeah. years. Is that, yeah. is that is that what how it goes? <laughs> or so yeah. So then take a thousand years and how many days is that? So how many years could that be? So when we have these round we we have these round numbers in in uh, scripture. Do, my question is, do they really want us to hold to that exact round number? You know what I mean? Okay. Or or, or yeah. is there a deeper meaning to it? So 
Um, but you know, the, the rapture for sure is definitely, I mean, it's definitely true because it's, it's in scripture, right? So the rapture is there. Uh, the question is, when will it take place? All right. Well, well, obviously 70 AD could not have been the, the end of the world and, and the rapture had occurred then because there was the, 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 the events, Israel had not been reborn again. It had not become a country again. It had not become a state again. It, it was destroyed, yes, in 70 AD, but it, it did not come back on the scene until 1948. Correct. Well, yeah, but but what's more important is 70 A.D. is when the temple in Jerusalem was destroyed, as Jesus had predicted. So the more yeah. important thing is our ability to witness that Jesus was true in everything he said. So now now you're right. You're right, though. You know, there's there's that is is that. Is that prophecy tied to the other prophecies? So that's the problem we do. We go and we pick up a lot of prophecies, and we're try- they're coming from different parts of Scripture, and we're trying to tie them together. So there's a lot of questions. It's incredibly interesting, and what I would do is uh, – is the, is the Odin worshiper still on? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he's still here. Uh, uh, Eddie, you still here with, with us, 509? I think I see him on the call board. Uh, I don't know. He might have stepped off for a second. Eddie, you still there? I know I see his number. He might he might have stepped off for a minute, but uh, I, I know he's listening. He, he, I might have muted him well, by accident. But go ahead, carry I, on. I'll I hope to, he comes back. I'll try to get him back on. I hope he comes back on. I got a bunch of callers on, on here. <laughs> <laughs> I was very interested in talking to him. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, because I wanted to learn. I mean, I I have not uh, I have not seen any documentation about uh, Odinism or um, Norse mythology. Uh, you know, I, I, I wonder what documents they have. Uh, I, I mean, one of the things I have studied is is um, the ancient uh, documents, uh, the, the different documents of antiquity, and how they compare to the number of copies of the Bible that we have that were uh, from antiquity or within less than a hundred years of the writing. And most of them are hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands, of years later. And we have very few copies. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so I was just very interested in but, but, Odinology. But God did, yeah, but God did promise to, I, I'm sure he'll come right back here in a, a second or so. He might have to use the he's bathroom or something, bathroom break. But yeah. uh, I know, I see his number still on the board, but I sent him a text message. Um, I'm trying to get to another couple other uh, uh, theology professors on here with us. Uh, one of them uh, is a uh, strictly, I think you and I had this conversation, it's strictly King James. Uh, that that's Uh-oh. the word of God that was prophesied and foretold, and that there's no words added to it or or taken away from it. So therefore, you know, uh, he's uh, you know he dis- strongly disagrees with you on that. That you know that the Bible is sixth grade English, and you know what? If we, it, you know, God's word is God's word, and we, you know, it's not made to. Yeah, I think you said it's easier to understand. You know, I think you may use that conversation because I brought that up to him actually. And he said you were wrong, and, and the translation charts prove that that's the true, authenticated uh, God, uh, God's word. It's the closest that they have to almost 50 years of the actual uh, accounting of Jesus Christ rising again uh, from the tomb. So uh, the Texas Receptus Manuscripts, uh, the uh, uh, I forgot the other stuff he threw at me, but this was a while ago. You and I had this conversation. Uh, Eddie, are you there with me now? Are you still there? Uh, trying to, he, might, he might be muted. 
by accident, Eddie. Uh, they got a question here. If, uh, he wants to have a conversation with you on that. Hopefully he comes back. Um, but I got a question for you, Joe. Okay, so where do you stand on this rapture? I mean, the rapture. Do you believe that the rapture has already occurred or the rapture is still to come? I Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's already occurred. Um, I, and uh, you know, one of the I do believe it's going to happen because it's in First Thessalonians. I got to look up where in First Thessalonians it is. Um, uh, dun, 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 oh, four sixteen. First time. Thessalonians four. Yeah, First Thessalonians four sixteen says, "For the Lord Himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive right. and remain will be caught up together." With them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, so we shall always be with the Lord. Um, now that's interesting. There's another. There's another text that so so there's another debate on that too. You know who gets caught up first? Is it uh, who who is raptured first? Well, the dead the, in Christ. The, the dead in Christ. That means it would be the people, the believers that are 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 uh, in the graves who are perished who are dead. That uh, you know, that they're saying that they're, they're, they'll be caught up first. But then I get into debates with uh, pastors about this, where they say, when you die, you go to heaven. Okay. Well, if you're in heaven already, then how? Then why? How could you caught up during the rapture? You know, well, how could the dead in Christ rise rise first? You know, and and I forgot the answer that they gave me, but it was very interesting. Now, the the Jehovah Witness standard of believing is that we're resting in the grave, correct, until. Uh, until the uh, uh, Jesus returns or Jesus has come back, I, I'm not sure about Jehovah Witnesses either, and their their theological uh, standpoint. But all this is so very important because we have all these different faiths out there and beliefs and standards of the Bible that we all go by. You have, and, and even the different uh, facets of religion: Muslim, Hindu, uh, whatnot, and that Odom uh, worshiper that you just uh, were talking about there. You know, we have all this difference, difference, different, differentiated uh, viewpoints on it, but there's only one true way, like uh, Eddie was talking about. There's only one truth. Truth is not relative. It, it's, it's, there's only one fact and one way to believe, right? Right, and the most important uh, verse in regards to the rapture is going to be Second Peter 3.10. It says, but the day of the Lord will come like a thief. And then the heavens will pass away with a roar, and the heavenly bodies will be burned up and dissolved, and the earth and the works that are done on it will be exposed. So, yeah, I, that's why I wanted to jump on and talk to the to the Odin worshiper because I, I yeah I don't know where he went. Yeah, I see his number still on here. <laughs> Let me unmute him. Let me unmute him and, and and see what happens here. Let me see what happens. I I know I see his number there. Uh, uh, Eddie, you there? Eddie, can you hear me? Uh, Come back, Eddie. We want to tell you about the gospel. <laughs> I don't know where he went. His number's there. He might be having trouble. I don't know. I got a bunch of people on the call board here, and I just can't, for some reason, get a couple people connected here. Cause I, have, I have got you know your usual trolls that call me hummer around, but um, uh, I know we got a couple people that are uh, agnostic. Uh, I think Sarge, he's uh, a, a, a retired police officer. He's on. I think he's in the chat room. And I, 
And, we, you know, and religion and the foundation and belief in our spiritual... Look, I played the Founding Fathers' quotes here. They were obviously believers. And to restore America, if we have any hopes of restoring America or restoring our Constitution, we have to get back to the foundations of God. We have to get back to believing God and believing his word. Exalt as a nation that is righteous, you know, and, and we're not a righteous nation right now. So, and I don't think anywhere is it foretold uh, in the Bible, America is foretold in the Bible. What do you say about that, Joe? About America being foretold in the Bible? Yeah, yeah. I mean, is, is America there? We know Rome is. We know Israel is. Yeah. We know, you know, Russia is. You know, where's America in this thing? Well, you know, I, I, I don't, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't think that's, I, I don't think that's really productive. I think, I think what we can say is that uh, freedom only came to this world because of Jesus Christ. And that, you know, if you look, if you go back, what people forget is how wicked and evil this world was prior to Jesus Christ. They they forget about how wicked and evil the Canaanites were. You know, the Canaanites got, you know, God told uh, Abraham, listen, you're going to have this land of milk and honey, but you got to wait 500 years. Well, why do you have to wait 500 years? Because the Canaanites were living there. And God, God yeah. in his infinite mercy and justice said, listen, they're doing wicked and evil things and I'm going to give them a chance, but they're not going to, they're not going to, they're not going to step up to the plate and, and I'm going to, and I'm going to let you take over their land. You know what they were doing? You know what the Canaanites were doing? Hello. What? Can you hear me? Yeah, Eddie. Yeah. yeah. We're looking for you, man. I got uh, a hey, sorry about that. New Jersey. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. Jersey I, I want to have a conversation with you. Okay, cool. Yeah, sorry, guys. I, I ended up getting a call, and I was like, all right, I'll just put this on hold for a second. Let me take this call. <laughs> you know, Joe, I'm a busy fucking guy. I can't help it. I'm sorry. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. But uh, all right, well, Odinism, obviously. Uh, and uh, everyone, hey, listen, please, also, uh, we got some women and children. Uh, watch, Please watch this. Watch our language and, and any trolls gotcha. that are on here. I got Well, I got a couple trolls on here, too. That or I've already screened, I recognized the numbers and I wanted to make sure it was them. I didn't want to hang up on new callers and I booted them right off right. today because I don't I don't want to di- dissect from uh, a project because we got a lot of people here who've got questions and a lot of people want to know about this Odinism. Cool. Believe it or not, Eddie. While you were gone, we oh, well. got one on the phone here and then I had about uh, seven emails real quick that shot to me. So you got the floor, <laughs> sure, you Joe, You're welcome. Thanks. <laughs> Hey, so Eddie, this is Joe from New Jersey. I'm, uh, yeah. Where do you get? Uh, what, what's the oldest documents you have that teach you about Odin? Well, I, I mean, in essence, uh, the the only things that that we have, regrettably, um, is our, our lore and, and mythology. Because a lot of people have to remember uh, that there was a war being waged uh, from the church against pagans. Uh, during that time, you, you you weren't given the option to convert. It was convert by sword, or you know, be crucified and or killed as a non-believer, a heretic. Uh, so a lot of our places of worship at that time um, were torn down. Uh, churches were built on top of them uh, to, as they put it, sanctify the soil, as they called it. So a lot of our history writings, places of worship, temples, uh, were all destroyed uh, during the church's conquest of uh, Western Europe at that time. So what we have is just our lore, mythology, uh, things of that nature. And it sucks because we feel like we've been robbed 
of, of a cultural identity by the hands of a group of people who decide what's right and what's wrong. And I don't think that's just. But that, that, mm. that, I hope that answers that for you. Well, I, I, would, I would agree with you. I think one of the worst things that happened to the Christian church was uh, when, it, when, when it consumed Rome where Rome consumed it and they became, um, you know, full of uh, lust for power. And yes. that lust for power led to a lot of sinful behavior. You know, we as Christians, yep. we as individuals, we're, we're constantly in a state of repentance. We are grateful for the mercy and grace that our, our Heavenly Father gives us. But we're, we're, we got to constantly be repenting of, um, of wickedness. And that, that was certainly a wicked right. time for the church. It was. And, you know, what What sucks is the church has yet to this day to ever issue any kind of an official apology of, of any sort. Uh, um, and it sucks because a lot of a lot of people, families, you know, as they call them, peasants, uh, you know, they lost yeah. their lives and, and were driven out of their homes and out of their countries uh, to where they had to flee as refugees. Uh, because they refused to convert and wanted to retain the faith of their forefathers and of their father's fathers. <laughs> and, and so well, they, they were actually persecuted for that. Well, you know, okay. it, and I, I, don't, I don't disagree with what you just said, but there was, um, there was a war uh, because, yes. because the Catholic Church would not repent of their wickedness and, uh, and um, you know, go back to following the Bible. There was a a war that lasted 30 years in the, in the 1500s. Yes. So yes, um, there, there was. You know, well, that's the thing, though. That's another thing, too, with this Odinism is that these wars, you know, all this is going to pan out in the, you know, it pans out as we become more and more in touch with global issues and global beliefs and our, all our different beliefs. Look, we've got Republican Democrats sure. in America. You know, we're willing, mm-hmm. look, look we're, like back then you're talking about, Joe, the, these, this is determines the fate of uh, civilizations, uh, countries, right. people, whole races of people. So how is this going to pan out with Satan and the end times and the rapture, or how how did, or you know even Odinism? How does this all pan out? And Eddie said they lose. So yeah, well, we, we actually we lose. lose. <laughs> the most important future has got to be our eternal future, and uh, what is God planning for all of us for eternity? And so right. I would. Right. Um, you know, I, I want to make sure that Eddie knows that I, God, I want to ask him some more questions about Odinism. And I want you to know my my goal is really just to be in a pursuit of what is true, not what sure. is my my tradition. And uh, I would hope you would, too. So that's kind of why I asked some of these questions about the documents, because uh, oh, absolutely. I, I would really like if someone said called my Bible Christian mythology, I would be. I'd be perturbed at minimum, you know. Um, <laughs> right, you'd be pissed. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't like that. So I'm just. I'm just wondering how. How do you guys know that Odin is true? Well, you know that that's a good question. Um, I, I think uh, for for me now, this is just my own interpretation. You know, other people who follow in in my religious steps uh, have different views. Uh, so I express solely my own. This is my disclaimer. Mm-hmm. And for example, I would say I am blessed by the gods, uh, meaning I have more than one. I have multiples, not just one, um, because. There have been some periods in, in my life in the last two years where things just couldn't have possibly gotten any worse. 
And for whatever reason, some people would call it divine intervention. Um, my luck dramatically did a complete turnaround. Um, and so one of the things that my faith teaches, uh, and not to take away from you know Joe's topics or anything, but one of the things that my faith teaches is it says, ask the gods for nothing that you are capable of doing yourself. You hear a lot of Christians say, well, you know, just pray on it, put it in God's hands. Um, my gods have never paid my bills. They've never put food on my table. They've never put clothes on my back. That's all been through the labor of my effort, my determination. And so I don't ask my gods to do anything for me that I can't do myself. Now, will I ask them for help in situations that are beyond my control? Absolutely, because that's where they step in. That That's when they expect you uh, to call on them. Did Odin create you? He created all of man, in my opinion. Now, that's where people, their opinions differ, because as a historical aspect, uh, you look at Nazi Germany, right? Uh, the master race, blonde and blue. Now, you didn't have to be blonde and blue to be an Aryan. But to be considered the master race, you were blonde and blue. Well, why is that? When you look at Norse mythology, all of the men, all of the male gods in Norse mythology were blonde hair, blue-eyed. That means you derived your bloodline from the gods. Thus, you were considered the master race. Uh, so there was a lot of uh, Odinist religion and faith views actually being practiced um, by the Nazi party, and the biggest conflict, uh, well, I would say the philosophical debate is, well, Nazi Germany was Christian or Catholic. Well, I was going to say, you know, you can have the Nazis. I hate when people say that they're Christian just because somebody (laughs) baptized Hitler as a baby. (laughs) Right, right, Um, because all the evidence points to the the opposite of that. Uh, The the evidence that's actually put forth uh, shows that Mm -hmm. uh, the Nazis did nothing but play nice with the church because they understood they needed the church's support. And the church played with the Nazis because they had two choices, Hitler which would allow them to keep their power and their wealth, or Stalin, who would arrest, execute, or send to uh, Siberia to labor death camps and take all the church's wealth and keep it for himself. So they had two choices. So it was like, hmm, Stalin, Hitler. I think we're going to go with Hitler. <laughs> well, I, you know, I, you know I, I don't, I don't want to go down that rabbit trail because it's way more right, complicated right. than that. But, sure, uh, you sure. Know, I am I, – so – so, so you do. So, uh, Odinism does teach that Odin uh, was the creator of all things, but there's other gods. So, because it's yes. a polytheistic religion, correct? Yeah, there there are different gods. Like for example, Odin is called the uh, the All Father, uh, the Father of Mankind. Uh, then you have, you know, most notably, thanks to Hollywood, you know, Thor, uh, the god of thunder and lightning. In Norse mythology, whenever you see thunder and lightning. Uh, You know, when we get thunderstorms with lightning, it's not, you know, Mother Nature or God. It's Thor uh, battling back the evil forces that want to engulf the world and turn all of mankind wicked. Well, don't don't we have uh, physical explanations of what – how thunder and lightning come about, though? (laughs) Sure, sure. But again, you know, it's it's religious faith – you know, it, it can go both ways on both sides. You know, 
some people could say for, you know, events that happen in our faith, you know, science has debunked that. Um, I'm actually surprised that we have science today, uh, considering how the church back back uh, you know and you know before any of us even existed, uh, considered uh, any practices of science sorcery and witchcraft, and had you burned at the stake as uh, uh, being possessed or a witch. Well, that's that's <laughs> absolutely not true. The um, and hang on, guys. I just want to know. Uh, Preston, number one. Anybody who wants to jump in, you're unscreened, uncensored. I will bring you on. I promise. Uh, I, I I just want to let you know that. Just press number one. Just be patient, and I will bring new callers on. And we do have a few. But go ahead, you guys. Go continue, please. Yeah, I'm enjoying science. This. Science is only is only possible because of a Christian worldview. In fact, the the okay. there are there are plenty of scientists who are. Uh, who believe in atheism or agnosticism or other religions, but right. those religions don't have the ability to explain how they are able to do science. It's I agree only, with you there. Yeah, yeah. It's only because uh, that we have a creator who can give us, uh, who tells us that he's not a liar, that, that we can trust what he does, and that he's written uh, a, sure. two books, the book of the Bible and the book of nature. And in nature... Mm-hmm. Uh, including our own conscience, uh, consciences, we can trust in what he has told us. So when a scientist – and no scientist another, – another fallacy is people think that scientists uh-huh. actually prove things. A good scientist will tell you, no, we don't actually ever prove anything perfectly. We do enough experiments to where we have, you know, we have a ton of evidence that we believe it's, it would be true in all circumstances, but it's impossible to test in every circumstance – because Correct. you can't go backwards in time or forwards in time. You know, I, I enjoy hey guys, this. I want to because, bring on, uh, hey guys, I want to bring on uh, area code 386 here. 386, press number awesome. one. And anybody else, press number one. I'll bring you on unscreened, uncensored. We're talking, uh, obviously, religion, uh, God, the rapture, <laughs> uh, you know, and, uh, and uh, whatnot. So everyone's free to come on and uh, bring your evidence, awesome. bring your uh, knowledge to the table. Uh, 386, go ahead. Hey, uh, Joe, I, I really like your show, and um, I don't know, man. I've got this problem with my phone right now. I cannot get it to go on the speakerphone or Bluetooth or anything else. So, Joe, I was wondering if you had any ideas on how to I can get this stereo working so I can hear you guys better. Because that is what I want to do with this. I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll try to do I that you know, uh, privately with you, okay? But right now these guys are having a discussion about uh, theology, so I'll try to do that with you in the queue uh, privately without, uh, without the, you know, these guys. You guys are having a, a back-and-forth discussion between Odinism and Joe. What's your viewpoint now? Uh, you're bringing in uh, another viewpoint uh, as far as God goes and uh, spirituality. Christianity, and, uh, that, I do rapture. believe. Absolutely, yeah. I'm a Christian. I'm a I'm a reformed right Christian. Uh, I believe the Bible is inerrant, and uh, I believe there's yeah, overwhelming you I'm evidence. Gonna bring a, I'm going to put the gentleman in the queue. Oh, sorry, Eddie. Sorry, Eddie. I did you by accident. Uh, <laughs> sorry, man. With me. All right, go ahead. 
but Joe, I, I actually, uh, I'm actually enjoying this because, you know, there's a lot of people out there that when you talk about religion, uh, they get a head full of steam. It turns into a shouting contest. And then there's, you know, a bunch of FUs and F your God. I, I actually enjoy this because both parties actually get to learn something, you know, they may not have known and both parties develop a, a mutual respect for each other. So, you know, I, I do appreciate you, you know, coming in here and wanting to talk to me about these things. <laughs> Well, you know, I, I'll, I'll point it to some really good uh, guys on YouTube that you can watch. There's a, there's a, there's a, there's a guy by the name of James White who's a theologian that I, I watch a lot. He's, uh, he's debated um, Muslims and Catholics and uh, Jehovah's Witnesses and Mormons and, and all sorts of things. And, and uh, yeah, you, you know, it's, uh, if, if you ever do debate a Christian, they should, they should, they should come to you with a, uh, with grace and uh, 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 and wanting to listen to you because yeah it's uh, it's there's no point in being you know we're as Christians the Bible says we're supposed to be salt and light which means um, right where our our whole goal and my whole goal for you as we talk is to wow. share with you the truth of Jesus Christ and how much Jesus loves you you can't really right. do that and, if and I'm I, not I appreciate that <laughs> right yeah. right and, and and I appreciate that. Um, now, one of the things that you were talking about was, you know, science and, you know, you said, you know, they don't prove anything definitively. They just gather enough evidence to propose uh, a scenario that seems logical. Um, I, I would say, you know, that same thing goes both ways. You know, when you said, well, you know, don't we have science that, that proves, you know, why thunder and lightning happen? Uh, you know, one could also make the same argument. Well, don't we have science that proves or at least offers a scientific explanation to supposed acts of God. So that you know, it's a it's a loaded question in itself, I would say. But I, I well, do now, enjoy I got that. one person, Joe. I got one person that says uh, you're you, you said you were good there, and you said something about nature. And uh, he says, but uh, the natural man receiveth not the things of the spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. I guess he's disagreeing with your nature belief there about the book of nature and whatnot. So, well, uh, we've I guess got, that was you know, you. The, the, is the natural man and the book of nature the same? I mean, it's, uh, you know, it, I, I think they're, they're two different idioms. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. So I just the to natural that out man would be the, the, would be the, would be synonymous, I think, with an atheist or an agnostic or, or pagan. Maybe you know, um, and then and then, but the but the book of nature would be those things in creation. If you look in uh, Romans one, it says uh, that that we have no excuse. Be- uh, let me let me quote it first. Let me get it up. I'll quote Romans one. Uh, okay. Well, he also here says, says, said uh, another one. He said, "For this cause, God gave them up unto vile affections for their women." Uh, no, that's not what he said. That was somebody else. I'm sorry, uh, but. Uh, I guess what he's saying is, where is the where is the book of nature foretold? I mean, uh, in uh, in the King James Bible. Um. So yeah, I was just going to share with you that uh, in Romans one, it says, uh, "For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men, who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth." For what can be known about God is plain to them, because God has shown it to them. For his mm-hmm. invisible attributes, 
But where do we see his invisible attributes in nature? Namely, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world. Again, nature and the creation of the world. In the the things that have been made, right? But made by who? Not by man, made by God, the natural things. Right, so that's okay. where that's where I'm that's that's where I'm pointing to. Um, now, I have I a question for you, that Joe. Kind of nature. Yeah, and, and sure. not not Joe Gibson, but Joe Joe who's talking. Um, okay. Do you think it's just for me to be punished uh, because I don't believe in the uh, the heavenly Father and His Son, and because I retain the faith of my my father's fathers all the way back to the beginning of my bloodline? Absolutely not. That's not why you're punished. Okay, good. Good. I am so happy to hear you say that because I have heard countless other people uh, throughout the years say, well, yes, my son, you deserve to be judged and burn in the eternal lake of hailfire and brimstone for you are a heathen pagan. Thank you well, for not taking you that might, route. <laughs> you, 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 you might, and you probably do, but, but that's not why you're judged. We're, right, because my you, thing is, is I live my life by a, a moral compass. I do what's right. Um, I tried to carry no quorums uh, with family, friends, or any other person. I uh, judge people based on their actions, not by the color of their skin. And, and I will be the first one to say this. Joe knows this. I, I am a, a well-known white supremacist. But when I'm out and about at the store and there's you know, a black person or a Mexican person or whatever, I will hold the door open for you. I will even wait for you and hold that door open. Now, where I lose my cool is after I do so, I don't get a thank you because then I say, well, you're welcome. <laughs> you know, right. so I, I just because I'm a pagan, it doesn't mean, you know, I do sex, drugs and rock and roll. Uh, I, I, I live pretty modest. I'm a humble well, person. Uh, well, you might have some people that disagree with you because they say the only way for salvation and, and to go to heaven is to believe in, the, in Jesus Christ. That's what they're saying is Jesus said, right. I am the only way, the way, the truth, the only way through the father is through him. You know, I am the way. But the that truth, wasn't the question. That, right. while, okay. Jill, while, that's, while that is absolutely true, I completely agree with you. That was not Eddie's question. Eddie's question, <laughs> Eddie's question and the reason I answered it the way it was is because of the way he said it, right? Yes. So he asked, am I going to hell just because I don't believe in Jesus Christ? Uh, I believe in my, my, the faith of my fathers. And I said, no, you're not going to hell for that. You're going to hell because you're, we, you deserve hell. From the minute you're born, you were born into sin. We are all born into sin. The 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 Bible says if if you go if you if you're if you're over in Romans one, go over to Romans three. The Bible says no one is good, not even one. We have all fallen short of the glory of God, and 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 Eddie just explained that right. So Eddie uh-huh. Eddie just just shared how he has his own standard of morality. Right? He's but, a he's a white supremacist. But, he, but hang on, Joe. Let me interrupt you real quick though. But the sovereignty of God is found in Romans nine one through, uh, Romans nine one through twenty four. And you know, and, and basically that you know the the you know, therefore is is not irrelevant, inquisitive or trivial that, uh but the fact that for a Christian to find out whether uh 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 the will the um 
God's, you know, you have free will to believe whatever you want, yes, but if you don't believe in Jesus and you don't accept Jesus as, as your personal Lord and Savior, you will go to hell. That's what they're saying. You right. will. Doesn't you're, that you're, ahead and you're, using, you're skipping ahead and using Christian, Christianese or Christian terminology. We're trying to answer Eddie's questions one by one okay. so that he has a, a good understanding of our faith. Okay, I got you. I got you. I'm, just, I'm just saying, it says no one can come to I me want, unless the Father I want to be salt and light for Eddie. No, I got you. Okay. Well, <laughs> okay. I appreciate let's, that, try, guys. let's try and be salt and light for Eddie here. So, Eddie, what, <laughs> what, so Eddie back to what you just told and me about yourself. I got three, three sticks waiting. Okay, but go ahead. Yeah. You told me that you're a moral, you're a moral, you got a moral compass, you do what's right, you, you talked about how right. you judge people, but you also talked about how you're a white supremacist, and, and that falls into your morality. So yes. what, the, what the Bible would define that is, is idolatry, you create your own moral system, and uh-huh. you, and, 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 but we, but the Bible has a standard, and the standard for, for uh, goodness is what God defines it as. Right. Right. And when and God is the perfect standard. And when he says no one is righteous, no one is good, not even one. We've all fallen short. It's the standard that we've fallen short of is not like we're not just close. We're not even right. we're not even we're not even in moon. We're not even the moon is closer. Than, <laughs> right. Than, we we uh, haven't even begun to, to uh, you know, start running towards it yet. <laughs> so so while I don't know you from from Adam, as they say. Um, I, I can guarantee you because you're a human like me that you are, you are far short of God's perfection and, Uh and that's, and he knows that, but, but here's the beautiful thing. He knows that. And this is what, this is what, uh, Joe Gibson is referring to. He's, he's referring to the good news that even though you and I and, and, and Mr. Gibson are all wickedly depraved. A lot of us, and 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 we we deserve wrath, we deserve hell. We get oh. mercy and grace, and the mercy and grace that we get comes from what Jesus Christ did on the cross to be a substitution for the penalty that you and I deserve. And because he pays, because because we couldn't afford to pay that. You and I don't have bank accounts anywhere. There's no one on this planet has a big enough bank account to make up for the wickedness and evil and depravity that we and our fathers have done over years and years and years, right? Right. So the, iniqu- the iniquity of the fathers is held against us, right? And so we're born in a sinful world. The Bible says the whole sure. world groans waiting for the day that, that not only human- humanity is redeemed, but the earth itself will be redeemed um, no, because it's, it's broken. It is broken. No. I will say this because I know Joe's got a caller on standby, and I apologize to you, caller. Uh, but I oh, will no, say, you know, when it comes when it comes down to the uh, the aspect of free will, it, it just seems like a setup uh, because it, you know it's like saying you have the the right uh, to decide whether or not you come towards, as some people call it, you embrace your heavenly Father, the Creator of all things in existence, the heavens and the earth, or if you don't, you go to hell. That doesn't sound like free will. That sounds like you're being set up. The the concept to me for free will is is if you reject God, but you know you're not embracing the devil either. Uh, why should you be punished because you didn't accept the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ into your heart? That's well, to me. That's not the definition of free will. That's 
basically, you know, you either do what I say or you're fucked. <laughs> No, no that's, right. that's, uh, pardon, me, pardon me, pardon me, pardon me. I'm that's sorry okay. about that. I said the F word. Sorry. <laughs> I know. Uh, <laughs> sorry. So that's just like, that's like yeah, a I kid saying, I don't want to have, I don't, I don't like filet mignon. You know? <laughs> I want, <laughs> right. I, I want to, I well, want, well, I would rather have Eve, a bowl though, of right? dirt. It all started please. with Eve in the garden. You know, the sin began in the garden, right? I mean, it began in the garden. Eve was kind of, you know, that was where it all started. That's where sin was born. And that, because, it, you know, Adam and Eve were perfect, and they lived in the perfect place, utopia or whatnot. They walked mm-hmm. with the God, well, walked with God, but Eve was tempted by the serpent, and that's where sin began. And you know, Leave that, it to a woman to screw it up for all of us. <laughs> <laughs> the 336. Go ahead. You want to say something, 336? Go ahead. Uh, yeah. Yes, I do. Can anybody hear me? Joe, yeah, can go ahead. Me? Oh, you can. Joe, I just want to say, man, I'm going to give you uh, props for this. It's called uh, Life in Compton, which we live in, right, guys? Understand so, the time uh, in which you live today. That's right. How do you guys think? That, that's exactly right. And I would just like to know it, uh, how in the world can we all make a better place for all of us to live in? For one thing, and Joe, I'm going to give you thumbs up for having this show. I mean, dude, you're, you're, you're beyond the ball. Well, thank you very much. I and, appreciate um, it. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm just going to listen in on the rest of it, okay, guys? All right. Thank you very much. Well, thank you, 336. Thank you. All well, right. Go hey, ahead, Joe, guys. Gibson? All right. Now, back to the sin standard. Well, we got supporters out there. They want to thank me, I guess, you know. <laughs> hey, Joe. <laughs> yeah. I, I got I to gotta something I want to say real quick. Um <clears throat> You know, I, I I do enjoy these these conversations because uh, you know it, it's different, it's refreshing, and it's always good to talk about something that's controversial. Now, I, I will say this: I do recognize the the approach that the two of you are taking, and, and this is very interesting. Now, regardless if this is your all's intent, this is just how it looks. So I'm just pointing out an observation here. It seems like uh, the other guy, Joe, is trying to be more inquisitive, understanding, and at the same time educational. It's kind of like – if I was to compare, it's kind of like the good cop, bad cop routine, where he's going to take okay. a soft approach and you're going to take a hard approach. And at the end of the day, I'm going to go, hmm, who's right here? You know, should I? <laughs> should I not? <laughs> well, 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 we didn't plan this. You're absolutely, we didn't plan you're absolutely right, Eddie. Uh, you're, that is my intention is to, to guide you along that, uh, that path of understanding. But I don't want you to think it's a soft approach because we have a big problem because of sin. Sin is a sure. big problem, you know? And I think – you know, I, I think when, when you look, when you talk to people and, and, and they talk to them about their problems, people want answers to their problems, right? Oh, Whether yeah. they're going oh, through yeah. depression, they're going, you know, they have physical maladies, they're suffering. You know, mm-hmm. the suffering, you know, Christianity is the only religion I know of that has an adequate explanation for why we suffer. Why do good people suffer? Relatively good, because as we pointed out, no one is actually good. But we have that that human goodness thing. You know, I compare well, myself I to my if, neighbor, and I say, oh, at least I'm not as bad as that guy. Well, I was going to say, I mean, you know, the way I look at, you know, our suffering is, you know, you have to suffer in order to grow 
as a person. That, that's how I look at it. You know, some people call it trials and tribulations. Uh, you know, some people, when they face a, an obstacle that's in their path, they either give up, look for excuses as to why they don't, you know, meet the challenge head on, or what people do more so now in today's society is uh, point the finger at everybody else instead of taking responsibility for their own shortcomings. And that's something that I have never done in my life, um, even to this day, is I have never blamed another person uh, for my shortcomings. I take responsibility for my failures because where I fail, I grow. And where I grow, I succeed. Well, that is unique in our society for you to say that because, yeah, most people – do want to look at ex, at, at uh, outside influences and blame outside influences. That's that's all of modern psychology and that that faith right. religion. Um, but uh, yeah, but the Bible would say something different. The Bible would say that you know that the world is corrupted by sin, and because of sin, things are broken. Life is broken. Everything's broken, and uh, God right. has a plan uh, to redeem that. Uh, he cares so much about justice, for example. Uh, you know, uh, you can't really have love without justice, you know, and, uh, now, you know, we were talking and Joe brought this up in the beginning to talk about eschatology and that and that the question behind eschatology really is, do we need to impose justice now? What's our sense of urgency in imposing justice or do we wait for God's patience and mercy upon wicked oh. sinners? Uh, and will they, you know, because all all sin is paid for. All, all justice comes. If it doesn't come in hell, it comes at the cross. And I pray, I pray, Eddie, that your your I pray that your sins would be paid for at the cross of Jesus Christ, because He is offering you to pay for your your sins. Well, we did bring up Joe. We did bring up we did bring up Eddie the Jews. We did bring that up, and yes. and the war against the Jews. So I'm going to play something yes. real quick here on that because that's a very touchy subject, also where. Where people they they blame the Jews for the world's problems, and at right. the end, in the end times this all comes out to play, and we see that the prophecy is being fulfilled on this. So, but how does it uh-huh. play out in the end? So I'll play something here real quick. It's only a few minutes, and this is the war well, against the Jews. Okay. Now, when you do that, Joe, when we come back, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you an explanation. Okay, great. Okay. <laughs> paying tithe to Melchizedek at Salem. Salem is the backside of Jerusalem in Genesis 14:20. It is the ending in the glory and the beauty of Jerusalem in Revelation 21. How important is Jerusalem to King David, the man who was after God's own heart? King David says, if I forget you, O Jerusalem, let my right hand forget its cunning. And let my tongue cleave to the roof of my mouth. Think about that. David was a singer. David was a musician. If your right hand cannot play and your tongue cannot move to sing, life has no meaning. Life has no purpose. A musician who cannot play nor sing has no significance. David was saying, without Jerusalem, life for us has no meaning. Isaiah calls to Christians in Isaiah 62, 7, You who call upon the name of the Lord, that would be all of us. You who call on the name of the Lord, give yourself no rest. That means it should be a constant effort. 
Not something you do once a year when you go to Jerusalem, if you go, but it should be a constant effort wherever you are. Give yourself no rest until He, God, establishes Jerusalem and makes her the praise of all the earth. First, recognize Jerusalem as the city of God. Recognize Jerusalem as the eternal and undivided capital of Israel. Moving on, the U.S. Embassy to Jerusalem was Bible prophecy in action. Deuteronomy 28, God says, I will make you the head and not the tail. What does that mean? The head is the one who makes the decisions. For 1,800 years, the Jewish people were scattered across the earth. They could not make decisions about themselves. In 1948, they became a stake. They became the head of all that they hoped to be. And now, other nations are coming to them. America recognizing Jerusalem was recognizing the headship of Jerusalem. It was a prophetic event. When I walked off the stage from giving the benediction, a rabbi walked up to me and he said, Now we can plan for the third temple. The third temple in Jewish theology is when Messiah comes. He's closer to the truth than he, than he knows. Isaiah 62, 1, For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not be quiet. God's command to the church if you love me, stand up and speak up for Israel. Stand up and speak up for Jerusalem. Isaiah writes, For Zion's sake, I will not hold my peace. And for Jerusalem's sake, I will not rest. Listen to the rest of Isaiah 62. You shall no longer be forsaken. He's talking to the Jewish people. And your land shall be called Beulah. And your land, which is Israel and not heaven, shall be married to God Almighty. Christians have been taught Beulah land is heaven. That may be to you. But Beulah land in God's word is Israel. Why? Because Israel is God's firstborn son in Exodus chapter 4.22. In the Bible, the Jewish people are the apple of God's eye. They are God's chosen people. They are God's covenant people. God Almighty entered into a blood covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob that the land of Israel belonged to them forever. Genesis 17, 7, And I will establish my covenant between me and you and your descendants after you in their generations. Listen to these next words. For an everlasting covenant to be God to you and your descendants after you. All right, everybody. Okay, so you get the, the, the scope of there of what, uh, now he's quoting scripture and whatnot. So how is that? Now, we talk about right. this a lot with Jew and whatnot. So, Eddie, I'll give you uh -huh. the floor first. Go ahead and then Joe. Go ahead. Thank you. Now, before I proceed, I want to ask the both of you with a yes or no answer. Have either of you read the Talmud? <laughs> I, I just no. want to ask this. Okay. With that said, what I don't understand is the why Christians continuously kiss the butt, and, I, and I'm using PC words here just because you know women and children listening, Joe, uh, of the I Jewish have, people. I do have when a in, here yet. <laughs> right. When right. in the Talmud they say that Jesus is boiling in hell in hot excrement. 
They also state that it is perfectly acceptable to lie to a Christian, to cheat a Christian, to steal from a Christian, because as they say, whatever a Gentile or Goyim owns, they have no divine right to it, and that the Jewish people have ownership. Um, Just like if you witness a Jew committing a murder, it is perfectly justified for the Jew to kill the witness. That way there is no one to speak against the Jewish culprit. Um, The Talmud, in fact, uh, has a lot of negative things to say about Christians, in particularly uh, Jesus Christ. And I just, for the love of me, can't fathom why no Christians call them out on their hypocrisy on that. I I just don't get it. It, It's like are most Christians just – they just pay no attention to it, or they're like, ah, well, you know, it's okay. God says love all people. Um, They they should be called out. Eddie, I got to tell you what. As soon as Joe, Joe, you go next, then I got uh, private caller in 863. Go ahead. Go ahead, Joe. Sure. Eddie, I got to tell you what. So um, I I, I would say here in the United States, uh, whether you're Jew or Catholic uh, uh, or another uh, or, or a Christian, you know, we are a very um, ignorant people, all of us, myself included. Uh, we, we don't know our holy uh, books as well as we should. I doubt that your average Jew um, is going to either know those things or focus on them. Um, uh-huh. The same thing, you know, when, when you meet a Muslim. Uh, and uh-huh. the Muslims call uh, Jew in, in, in the in the um, Quran, uh, Jews and Christians, they, they have some very nasty words for them as well. Um, oh, yeah. So, so you know, uh, we want to, like, like, you know, like we established earlier, yeah, the Bible does call us to be salt and light, does tell us to bring truth. And we want to, you know, we can only interact with people who are truth seekers. The problem is most people are not truth seekers in America. We're happiness seekers. We don't care too much as long as, uh, you know, we're content and happy with, with, what, with our materialistic stuff. So, uh, you know, we're out. I mean, my, me personally, I, I believe, uh, you know, people who really do uh, put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ and the promises he made. Uh, on the cross, um, right? Uh, we we want to be salt and light to these people, and you know, we don't want to attack them for you know and accuse them of believing things right. they don't know. I, I'll give you an example. I grew up I grew up as a Catholic, and I'll tell you what: most Catholics do not know Catholic doctrine. And I go oh, to a I lot agree. of different churches; they don't know their own doctrine. They don't know their own I Bible. Agree. I mean, no. I I didn't start studying the Bible until I was thirty-five. <laughs> no one encouraged me. Right. Now, hey, you guys, know, let one, me bring one of the on, questions. Oh, go, go ahead, Eddie. Go okay, ahead. Now, bring the private call no, on 863. Go ahead. Okay. Now, I was just going to say what I don't understand is, for example, um, when, when Jesus was crucified, right, uh, by the Romans, the Jewish people turned him over to the Romans because they didn't recognize him as the Son of God, nor their Messiah or their King. And when Jesus was crucified, he said, forgive my people. They know not what they do. And one of the things I've tried to argue, because, you know, it's an unpopular opinion, sure. But I think it's an interesting question, is what if Jesus did not die for the sins of mankind, but he died for the sins of the Jewish people? Because, you know, when he said, forgive my people, they know not what they do – you know, I mean, how do you wiggle with that? 
Well, so, okay, so yeah, it's it's you should come to our Bible study and we'll get <laughs> really deep into that because yeah, the Christian the Christians uh Christians do believe uh that they are God's uh God's the fulfillment of God's chosen people. Uh the even the term church comes from the Greek word ecclesia, which means the chosen. Uh right. there's a great T V show on right now called The Chosen. That's well they're chosen. Yeah, well, Joe, they, uh, let me take this private call, but they were chosen to bring God's word, but yeah, that's what that's what it right. meant. But go ahead, private yeah, caller, go ahead. Then I got 863. Private caller. Going once? Going, going twice? Going no. twice? So. Hey, all right, you're off then. All right, uh, 863, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> Boy, Joe, this conversation make my brain cry. <laughs> oh, shit, hey, Bert, how's it going? <laughs> What's up, Eddie? Yeah, uh, same, uh, the same crap, new toilet. The whole thing, I mean, there's so many contradictions in the Bible. It says one thing one way and another thing another way. And to sit like there, there, there's people like that. Like what? Like what? Well, you're sitting, okay, well, you're sitting here telling me that, that the Jews are God's chosen people. Is that correct? Yes. Okay, now let me take you to a passage and just to prove my point on here. I'd like you to go read Revelation. Hold on, hold on. Uh, so, is, so, 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 just so hang on. We're let clear. me finish my sentiment here. Revelation two nine and three nine that refers to the Jews being the synagogue of saints. Now, who's right, you or me? I'm not going to say there's read not what well, we call apparent contradictions. That doesn't mean they. That doesn't mean they don't have explanations. There's uh, a significant difference between the way uh, you would speak, uh, you know, in, in an agricultural society that was, um, uh, you know, that, that had the oracles of God and followed those laws to the letter, very specific, sometimes extremely harsh things that would, that, you know, in their law that was very just and, uh-huh. and merciful. Uh, you know, some things we would consider just horrendous and, and horrible. But, yeah, no, there's apparent contradictions, uh, but most of, you know, I, I, the one you're talking about, I mean, go ahead, finish that. I just wanted to set this, the record straight that I'm sure you can find an apparent contradiction, but we can find an explanation. Well, I'm just making – my point is is that it says one thing in the Bible. You're sitting there telling me that they're God's chosen people, and basically, like Eddie said, everybody's supposed to lick their boots. I don't know why God – would put such an ugly race of people out here with hooked noses and buck teeth and to be as evil as they are when it says synagogue of Satan right in the Bible. Now, it isn't like the Bible is saying, oh, well, you know, like Eddie was saying, they know not what they do or anything even remotely close. To say in the Bible that a group of people is a synagogue of Satan, that's quite uh, an accusation. What verse? What's the verse? This is Revelation 2.9 and 3.9. Okay. Two nine and three nine, Joe. All right, two nine. You I know your situation and, and your poverty, but but but, but in you defense are rich. This, though, but, but 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 there's a lot of people that are bad, bad and evil people, though. We can't just use that and say, well, the Jews. We know, yeah, there's bad Jewish people. Yes, we can agree on that. But there's bad black people, bad white people. I mean, you know. So I mean, does it say that in the Bible? Yeah, does it say that in the Bible? Yeah, actually, it says we're all wicked. <laughs> It actually, it actually grabs black people or white people and says that you're the synagogue of Satan. Basically, that you're yeah, going to burn in hell. I, I, don't, I didn't see who's that. Who's speaking there? 
I'm sorry, I didn't catch your name. My name's Joe. I'm from New Jersey. Uh, Synagogue of Satan. What's your name? Hi. My name's Bert. Hey, Bert. Bert, so, Bert, have you have you read the context for that? Do you know who's speaking? Uh, I honestly don't offhand. It seems like there's a lot of people speaking of the Bible, hence all the confusion. Well, in that verse, uh, that is that would be Jesus speaking to a specific church in Smyrna about their sin. And he is speaking very harshly as he does uh, it throughout that whole, to, there's, uh, there's seven other churches. There's seven churches he's talking to, and they've all had different sins, and he's calling them out on it. That's what hey, we're talking about in eschatology. He's not exactly saying go to confession and confess your sins and do a penance. He's saying you're at the but synagogue are, of Satan. He's to Chris, he, yeah, but my point is, you, my point is, you're using that verse to put down Jews, and Jesus is talking to a church of Christians about Jews. Well, why would he say that? <laughs> you you got to read the context. You you, just, you, cher- you can't cherry pick a verse like that. I'm not. He's, well, he's that's not, exactly my whole point in all this is the contradictions in the Bible. You're saying one it's thing, not a contradiction. and I'm pointing out. It is a pure not a contradiction. contradiction. Everything it's, it's in the Bible. Slander. Okay. It's a slander. It's a slander. Jesus I, is slandering I them. I didn't write but, it. Joe didn't slander. write it. He's... Eddie didn't write it. You're taking one thing and you're saying that that's gospel, and I'm taking another part and saying that that's gospel, and then the whole thing is actually gospel. So what are you supposed to believe? What What does gospel mean to you? The truth. No. Veritas means truth. Gospel means good news. Okay. Well, whatever you want to call it, it says what it says. But well, no, we're going to have me what, what I consider if we're going to have gospel. a productive conversation. But uh, and yeah, synagogue that's, that's of Satan doesn't now, mean anything about I'm Jews. Sorry, what? Isn't that you know uh, you know a very interesting thing, Joe? You said you know that that's Jesus uh, preaching to Christians. Jesus is saying that the Jews are the synagogue of Satan? No, I mean, it's not like he, he's pointing he, them in a good light there. <laughs> no, he's yeah, not. And then I've got to hear all this nonsense about Jesus being a Jew. It's correction. He's correcting them. None of this makes any sense. <laughs> well, Jesus, yeah. Jesus, so was Jesus is the synagogue of Satan. Listen, guys. Well, listen, listen. The, when, well, the Jewish thing, when the we Jewish did thing when we did like, Revelation in our church, it took nine months. It's 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 deep stuff. But I'm just telling yeah, you yeah, that context that. right there. That context but, right there is not has nothing to do with Jews just because they said synagogue. So you can't well, you can't com- you can't you. Can't, you can't, yeah, what, but Jews, what do you mean? That's, that's what, what it says. What does it say? It specifically it says. says Jews right in the passage. Read the whole thing. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Uh, to, while he reads that, hang on, while he reads that, though, Bert, so it says, he says in Deuteronomy 18, 18, he says, uh, well, God's speaking there, he says, I will raise him up a prophet amongst his brethren. Obviously, he was talking about, that was obviously Jesus they were foretelling there, and that was, he was the brethren. Obviously, it would be Jews, their brethren, so that's where they get the Jew thing, where he's a, he's a Jew, you know? Uh, that's just one of the things that emphasizes that he was a Jew, Jesus was a Jew. So doing well, here's 18, something, 18. Joe, the other Joe's not going to like. He's not going to like this a lot. I don't have to go to the Old Testament or the New Testament to realize what I'm dealing with. I've said this repeatedly. I can look at them today, 
and I know when I'm dealing with a rat or a lousy person. And 99% of the Jews that I've dealt with are greedy, stingy rats. Can't put that any nicer than that. And, and, and uh, do I need to go back 4,000 years to figure that out? Do I need to read the Bible? No. I know a piece of filth when I see one. Tell me I'm wrong. Well, that's, uh, that's when you come to the table with a presupposition like that, what's the point of having a fruitful conversation? To point well, out I'm the obvious? I'm trying to get you to change my mind. Yeah, I'm trying to, to get people to break my arguments, and it just apparently it can't be done because we're putting okay, facts well, out uh, here. All right, just, just to well, I mean, I would I – would, I, I could break uh, that sorry. argument. I don't even yeah, need yeah. to buy it. No, no, hang on. Well, is all is uh, so you've never met any not once and now look I do business here in North Carolina and I will say yes mm-hmm. in business they they are shysters yeah but I will just say this but I have met some that some that are not I can't say every single Jewish person is an evil uh, you know rat, I can't but lay a blanket statement like that where I've met every single one because I'd be lying to you you know some actually you know were actually pretty generous. But some, some, but a majority of them, yes, in business, they were not, were not uh, honest doing their business dealings. But then again, you know, look at, uh, you know, they make up 2% of the population, and let's play devil's advocate here, Bert. There they're, they're, they're are people that have been persecuted throughout the world, right? But yet they've always come, every single nation that has struck down at the Jew, that has attacked the Jew, has suffered, has been demolished or destroyed. I mean, if you look at all the kingdoms that have risen up to, to the Jew, a pastor brought this up to me a couple of days ago, actually. And you look at England, you look at what they did to the Jew, you look at Germany, what they did, you look at what the Soviet Union did, you look at what, you know, so how do you explain that? Well, Joe, I, I've got an explanation for that. Say, thanks, <laughs> Joe, they've been kicked out of 109 countries since 250 yeah. AD. You think that was which was prophesied, by the way, which was prophesied, which was prophesied. Why, why, to be scattered, why every country, why every country I that has kicked them is. out has been destroyed, is because that's what the Jews do. If they can't win, they destroy it from the inside out and leave nothing. They're they're like well, a cancer. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm just saying though that. Well, I'm, I'm just saying is that they, they were prosecuted. Obviously, they were persecuted. We know that, right? They know. They were. Well, I mean, the numbers, whatnot, don't add up. Yeah, okay, with Germany and stuff like that. Right. Okay, I agree with that. But they were persecuted. But you don't get persecuted but, for no reason, though. That's the thing. You know, you don't just wake up one day and go, hmm, you know what? I'm going to murder me some Jews. That's just not a conclusion that you derive to at the finger. You don't just wake up and say, hmm, you know what? I hate you, but I don't have a reason why I hate you. All I know is I hate you. There, there's a reason they've been kicked out of all those countries. Well, yeah, they have been, yeah, they have been persecuted, and well, and again, they were, they were, they were. Uh, when 70 A.D. occurred, when 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 they were uh, was destroyed, like Joe was talking about earlier, they were scattered, mm-hmm. you know, from all around the world. Uh, and, but now prophecy is being fulfilled, and they're all coming back to Israel. You know, so uh, how do we explain that prophecy? Is that that's God, right? Is that I God want them to go there quicker? No, that, that's no, what no, I want. Is that taxpayer. God, that's the United States taxpayer during stimulus checks going out there, and when you get your hundred bucks, and each household in Israel is getting sixty thousand dollars. That's no, U.S. taxpayer money. People, that's the, that's, that's Israel pissing on our backs and telling us it's raining. Yeah, but I'm saying the people though are being brought back to Israel. They're coming. They're they're all moving back to Israel, and that was prophesized thousands of years ago. How do we explain that? People have had enough. They stole the land. It's stolen property, Joe. All of it. 
No, 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 no. I'm, no, I know. I'm just saying, though, but how do we explain all the Jews returning back to Israel, you know? And how did a country that was destroyed, a state that was destroyed, 70 AD, just poof, in one day, and Eddie agreed with this, too, in one day became a nation again? In 1948? You know, how, how is that so? It's never happened before. It's never happened. But the, so the Jews are all leaving the United States because they've done their carnage and committed their atrocities. They're destroying this country. They're using the United States and many other countries, but we'll just say for the sake of argument, because we're all U.S. citizens, the United States. We're just a piece of oh, it. Oh, no, I got that. Bert, all the problems they're, they're, in this, they're in this country, and you're going to pick on the us. Jews? Are, what is wrong with you? You've got to be nuts. There's nothing wrong with Dude, me. The persecution <laughs> from this federal government on individuals who have been thrown out of their jobs, have been thrown out of – uh, who have been prevented to, to go to work, they can't feed their families, they can't pay the rent because of some freaking disease that didn't even infect 11% of the country? Come on, but man. Who, but who are who, Biden's top cabinet picks? Jews. I mean, come who's on. Who's got the wall? Listen, Yo, Trump's guys were in there, too. Trump was just right so now. much to blame. He bought, he bought into Fauci. I, and he, I'm not he, a Trump he, supporter, he signed dude. off on the stimulus, too. Joe, no, no, yeah. Joe, I, I'm not a Trump supporter. No, I'm not. So you can't I, I, use I, that I, argument I'm not a with Biden me. supporter. <laughs> Neither am I. Well, what we're saying, <laughs> I think we're digressing, actually, from where so we're saying is that basically, Bert, that your stance and your, uh, your stance, Eddie, is that is we are, well, I already know, is that, they, that basically all the world's problems today is basically only uh, the focal point is the Jew. That's what you're saying, correct? That's how I mean, we say the gist of it. It, 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 wouldn't, it wouldn't be fair to say that exclusively, but it's fair to say <laughs> yeah. that all the countries that, that dealt with the Jew and dispensed justice properly over the last 4,000 years, their country has gotten better. So it doesn't, it's not rocket science to figure out what the problem is today, and only an idiot would think because it's 2021 well, 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 that things are different. Well, no, no, Bert, Bert, I got to disagree with you on that. You said the country gotten better when they persecuted you. Actually, I say no, they've gotten worse. They've actually, died, they've actually been destroyed. Every single country that has gone against, and I'm just saying this, that this is a fact if you look at history, that every single country that has attacked the Jew or persecuted the Jewish people, right? Whether right or wrong, whether right or wrong, you know, because what, what they, what they, they were doing bad things in their country, that those countries collapsed. Their government collapsed. Why is well, that? Hey, Joe so Gibson. let's just take, let's take Ger- Germany, for example. So it went from people committing suicide, mass disease, mass famine, went from the lowest yep. country on the totem pole to a super in less than 10 years by eliminating and getting the Jew out of the equation. Oh, yeah, yeah that's true. Now, that's what, true, yes. That is a false okay. dichotomy, sir. You, you, yeah, you really have on being a bigot, and that is, I, I find this is it where we. This is where we wind up. This is where we wind up, because when people can't break my facts, they call me a bigot and a racist. Tell me I'm wrong. Thank you. You cannot break my facts, Joe. Plain and simple. I, what and I if you said, can, I'd was, love for you to try. I, no, it's it's very simple. It's your your argument is simplistic because you offer one cho- black or red, right? You say it's either the answer is either my left hand or my right hand. Your 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 argument is simplistic. 
you're going to take all of you're going to take a couple of decades of German history and and say it it was either the Jews or it wasn't. That's nonsense. No, no, that that's not what Bert's doing. He's taken four thousand years of examples in other countries because, for example, let's say World War II is over, right? Nineteen forty-five. How many European countries are no longer in existence? After 1945, all those European countries that sided with Germany that expelled the Jew or cracked down on the Jew, how many of them no longer exist today? And the answer is they all do. They haven't been destroyed. They're still here. Hungary's still here. Poland's still here. Scandinavia's still here. Norway, Finland, Denmark, France. Yeah, but their empires have been destroyed, though. But their empires have been dwindled. I mean, England, British they, Empire was a huge empire around the world. And, but then, know, what would you say about our what? empire? What would you well, say about our empire? Too. <laughs> but you that's know, the thing, we're, though. We're, we haven't persecuted or excluded the Jew from anything in this country. So why is our country being destroyed when we've never done anything here in the United States specifically to the Jewish people? See that, that, that no, we actually have stand. supported Israel. We have supported <laughs> exactly. Israel right now, and a lot of people say that's because, and that's why America's been so blessed. That's what they say. That's what a pastor's emailing me now. Well, uh, we've been blessed we've been blessed because we followed the Bible. We followed Christ. When we've obeyed Christ, we've been blessed. And now we okay. no longer obey Christ. I'm just reading what some guys we are we right. are a nation that is post-Christian. We are a nation that no longer uh, has a, a common sense of morality. We can't decide on right or wrong in the same in the same room. And that well, is I way think, more uh, significant than, you know, whatever your uh, religious uh, background was as far as your, your connection with Judaism. I mean, that, that well, I, it's, I, I just find it to be um, a, waste of, a waste of good radio time here with, well, with if, Joe Well, if we're post-Christian, then what the hell happened in this country to make us go, well, you know what? We're tired of that bullshit. We're not going to kiss the ass of anybody else or get smacked in the face and then turn the other cheek. What, what made the Christian population here in this country that was overwhelmingly Christian go, yeah, you know what? I've had enough of that bullshit. Because, again, so, you don't just wake up one day and walk away from your faith. That doesn't happen. No, it's been, it's been happening for over 100 years. And, and uh, the Christians that are still that out there, like myself and Mr. Gibson, we're, we're calling oh. for repentance. And that's what God wants us to do, to repent. We need to repent of our sin. I'm calling for a restoration and, of the country. You mean kissing the ass of the Jews is what you mean by repentance. <laughs> And let me we get right. Well, we do need to get back. Listen, listen. We, I'm, we not to back group, to uh, I'm not going to group. I'm not going to group a whole culture. I'm not going to group one whole culture and say and say that they're all identical. That's horrible. What what nationality are you, Bert? I'm Italian American. Oh, so you, you you never heard of the Italians being uh, grouped together with some 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 pretty harsh. Um, some harsh criticisms because all Italians are like yeah. that, aren't they? Of course, and I don't care because <laughs> I know what the truth is. So they can call me whatever they want. See, the differences between me and Jews and blacks and homosexuals is I know the truth. So they can sit there and call me all the racist names and, like you said, bigot. Which, when to me, when somebody calls somebody a bigot, that's just a that's a reflex action of a weak mind is all I hear when I hear that. So, but anyway, 
when, whenever people call names like that, you can call me all the racist names you want. You know what? I don't care. It doesn't bother me because I'm comfortable with myself. Now, now, now go let me ask you this call question. Both guys. Those racist names. Let me ask both of you guys. I think it is somebody who has who who who, uh, who has no legitimate reason for out. the beliefs that they hold. Oh shit! Uh, <laughs> let me ask this question. Let me ask this question. Let me ask this question. Right. Now, how can we come – now, look, we're Americans here, right? And now we obviously have a difference of viewpoint here, and this is what I was talking about earlier in the beginning of this podcast. Sure. We have viewpoints and beliefs that are destroying the interior and fabric of our nucleus of our society today. So how are we going to overcome that? How are we going to overcome that? You know, well, nobody, I I think people – Read your Bible. People need to – People need to stop being stupid. You know, when the sign is right there in your face and it's saying make a right turn and you keep going left and wondering how you're still fucked, look to yourself for that. I mean, when he said, you know, you, yeah. you, you know, the, the term of a bigot is having no, no reason to stand on the, the foundation that you stand on. That's just simply not true. We've got 4,000 years of foundation to stand on. And, and how do we overcome the agreement, though, Eddie? An objective Eddie, truth. Eddie, you, you stand firm with your belief. Joe is, yes. is like, I'm just saying, I'm putting this out there on, on a platform mm-hmm. level. How do we, right. as a country, pretend we're a country now? How do we overcome this, defi- this division by saying discuss, you're stupid or you're an ass or this and that? That's no, no, no. Discuss the elephant in the room. The moment you call out the elephant in the room, you can begin to come up with solutions to solving the problem. To ignore okay, it the room only safe. makes it worse. The elephant okay, so in the room I'll, is what's, Satan. What's one of your solutions? All right, well, all right, let me wind down the podcast with this then. Of a final hmm. thoughts to everybody for your solutions. Your solutions. Not calling anybody any names, vice versa. Sure. Just uh, what's your solution to the problem? I'll start with you first, Eddie. Okay. My solution to the problem, if we're you know, discussing and diagnosing the problem, is looking at how many people in our elected government on a local level as well as a federal level in D.C. are overwhelmingly Jewish, and then look at the policies that they vote on that hurt the American people. You know, by discussing that and then coming up with a plan of action to remove them, rather it be at a primary or at the the voting booth or whatever have you, that's an active step in solving the problem. You know, case in point, you know, the last COVID bill that went through, $500 million of taxpayer money to Israel's missile defense system. When we've got people that can't even pay their rent, let alone their mortgages, businesses are closing down, and we're going to have the highest homeless rate since the Great Depression, yet we're giving $500 million to Israel's missile defense system? Are you kidding me? Okay. All right. All right. Well, that's, that's a problem then that you see. That's a problem that needs to be addressed. Okay, Bert, go ahead, man, and then uh, let you wrap it up. Well, I have to agree with Eddie and what he said. I mean, he's right. I mean, the writing's on the wall. It's obvious. People don't want to see it. You know, they're just I don't know what to tell them. I mean, we can put the facts out there all day long. I mean, I deal with multi-hundred million and billion-dollar conglomerates, and all they do is call me names like Joe did whenever they get mad because they can't break my argument. So I don't expect somebody on a podcast to be able to break my argument either. If it, if it could be done, it would have been done already. But all they do is get mad, okay. they twist my words in interviews, and they put it out there. So let's just call a spade a spade out there. Uh, 4,000 years, it's hard to argue with that. So we need to take it and look, look at it for what it is. It may not be nice. It may not be convenient. 
I'm not pro- promising people, like Eddie said, we just didn't wake up one day and said, hey, we're just going to get mad at everybody and start pointing fingers. We're doing this for a reason, because it's factual, because it's truth. Anybody can break that argument? Please, break it. I'd love to be wrong. I've got better things Come to, to Bible do than sit around study. and worry about what the Jews are going I, I, you're not going to break my study. argument even in Bible study. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, I would. I, I, you're just, read you're ignorant stuff. of God's word. If you knew God's word, you wouldn't be saying that. You wouldn't be slandering the I, Jews. Yo, 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 it's your turn. You know then. The, go ahead, yo. Go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I, it's, it's repent. The, first, but go ahead. The only thing, the only problem we have is um, we have a fracture of the relationship with our Creator. The way back to that is to repent and turn to Jesus, thank him for what he did for you so that you can have a relationship with your creator, study your Bible, and share that good news with other people. You need to think eternally. These little, these, these tiny problems, whether it be your anger with somebody because they belong to a certain uh, group of people or whatever anger you have that may even be just, the injustice that goes on happens because of sin in this world. And if we want to stop sinning, we need to uh, work on our own hearts first. And that means repentance and um, turning to Christ. Well, then tell them to quit burning right, down Bert, the cities Bert. and murdering white people, and we'll, we'll get along just fine. We can start repenting. You're telling okay. me there's Jews out there burning down cities and, and murdering white people? There are some, but the Jews are sponsoring it. Who do you think started Black Lives Matter? Susan Rosenberg, a Jew. Who do you think started NAACP? Jews. We could sit here. I could sit here all night and name these off. There's probably not enough time on the podcast. It's Jews. People don't want to see that because it's not nice. Why don't you make arguments against those organizations and the philosophies they promote and the wickedness that they do? do. We go out out there in in the street. You and I would be in complete agreement. We go out in the streets and we fly swastikas, and when they get mad because they're offended because it hurts their little feelings, and they decide why to attack us. Why would you fly a swastika? What? Why would you fly a swastika? What? what why would you fly a star of David? What good is I that? I don't fly a star of David, and I don't fly a swastika. But why would well, you, you fly a swastika? Well. Why would you fly a swastika when that symbol represents uh, represents a country that uh, that 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 killed tens of thousands of Americans, hundreds of thousands of Americans. I think we lost over 200,000, uh, 200,000 soldiers in the German theater. Okay. And? and look what the allies won. We got a welfare state, a criminal problem, criminal justice problem, uh, an economic issue, social problems. Our, our education system is sixth in the world. We have the highest obesity rate per capita. We, people Listen, here we can't can even make up. all that stuff. It has nothing well, to do with People can't even make up. They can't even make up their mind if they're a boy or a girl. I'd say our grandparents' generation did a hell of a job with that victory because look what we got now. Listen, I'm not I, – yeah, but the Nazis, they wanted to destroy us. What, why, why, would you, why, would you, why would you promote Nazism? Well, the reason why Germany went to war with the United States is because the United States was already actively engaged in a war against Germany by sending weapons and money to countries that were in a fight against them. So why, might as well declare war. I mean, doesn't that make sense? If, if you're a nation – and another nation is financing people who are at war with you and giving them weapons to use against you, 
You just going to sit there and not do nothing, or are you going to declare war? I think you're going to declare war. Just saying. So, so you you think that the world would have been better off if Hitler would have survived and uh, ruled the world? Absolutely. Oh, pardon my language. <laughs> pardon my language. I, I shouldn't say that the bear shit in the woods. He actually, a bear actually shits where he wants to. I can't do anything but pray for you guys to repent. I'm sorry. Well, good. We'll pray for you, too, that you get the Jewish stars off your eyes. All right. Well, I don't think we made any friends here tonight. <laughs> uh, but, hey, hey we, could, I, yeah, we had a dialogue, though. At least we had a dialogue, you know. Yeah, it was no, a good I, show. I, it was a good show. Yeah, no, I, I actually um, – Eddie, I, I did enjoy I did enjoy talking to you and uh, same here. If you, ever do same wanna, here. if you ever do want to talk more about uh, God or um, the Bible, you know, actually I, I host an online Bible study. It's actually for divorced dads primarily, <laughs> but uh, you know, if you, if you if if you bring um, if you bring Bert, you'd be divorced from reality. So that would be all right. <laughs> <laughs> Bert's not going to let that one go. Well, we're going to, rather than sit around and read the Bible and and dump it all on God's lap and say, here's a mess, you fix it, God. We're not going to pray for miracles. We're going to be the miracles. Yeah. Well, it doesn't say anywhere in the Bible that God will save us. It doesn't say that in the Bible. Where do you see that? That God will save us. It says, we must save ourselves from evil. Read that Bible. Maybe you'll learn something. All right, guys. I think Bert and uh, I think Eddie and I think Eddie is a happy medium here with Joe. But I think Bert. I think. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, I didn't get called a bigot, so I mean, it, <laughs> I didn't have yeah. no reason to fire back. <laughs> oh, all man. right, guys. Hey, guys. Uh, thanks for joining me though tonight. I appreciate it though. Really, I do. Uh, hey, no problem. You know, uh, thanks for uh, thanks for thanks for hosting, Joe. It's always good. Yeah, man. All hey, right, man. Hey. God bless the Republic, man. Be good, guys. God bless. God bless us all. All right. God saved the Republic. Our fathers appealed to heaven. What did heaven do? Heaven heard. Heaven heard. Our fathers said they would treat all men equal. When they did not, heaven saw. Heaven saw. Our fathers fought each other and paid a great price. Father Abe kept the Union, but not the Republic. We forgot the Republic and placed our trust in man and suffer oppression. We appealed to heaven. What did heaven do? Heaven heard. Heaven heard. God saved the Republic.